What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Spurs Cast, episode 582. My name is Paul Garcia and I'm your host here of the Spurs Cast. Today I'll be joined by Project Spurs founder Michael DeLeon. In this episode, Mike and I will discuss some takeaways from the Spurs' three scrimmage games as they begin their seeding games on Friday. Let's get this episode started. Mike, how are you doing? I'm doing great, man. Basketball's back. Um, you know, officially back, well, I guess when this releases today, but. We've been able to see these three scrimmage games, so it's been nice. It's kind of like fed that or scratched that itch that I had for some uh, NBA basketball. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm good. Uh, you know, I'm just I'm with you right there too, Mike. Uh, you know, well for one, I'm glad that the uh, the, the testing is uh, working out like the way that the, the bubble environment, should we yeah. say? Uh, you know, just today that you and I recorded this on a Wednesday, uh, the NBA reported like another consecutive week of zero players you know, testing positive that have been inside that bubble. So, again, that's a good thing. That means that it looks like for now that basketball is going to happen, like you said, uh, on the day that listeners are listening to this episode. Uh, you know, the, the, the first games will tip off on Thursday night. So, yeah, I'm excited for that. I'm, I'm also very surprised, Mike, that, um, th- that the product actually looks really good. The players don't look – I thought it was going to be like like almost like terrible like looking basketball. People were going to hit shots. Uh, they were just going to be all out of rhythm, out of, out, out of shape. And now everybody looks good. I've, I've watched a lot of – not just the Spurs. I've watched a bunch of different teams, and everyone looks like they just picked up right where they left off considering it what they were scrimmage games. So, so I'm excited. All right, Mike, let's go ahead and get this episode started. Let's dig into our first topic. And that's just a quick little recap of what happened in the, in the Nets game and the Pacers scrimmage uh, with the Spurs from the last time that I recorded i know that last week when i recorded um, me and josh of paredes we spent a big um, chunk of our, our episode on the on the bucks game because you know at that point there was only one game but now we have some more data here we have two two more scrimmages that have been um that have happened so on saturday the spurs did lose it as well uh to the brooklyn nets 124 118 this is a closer game Derek white had a really good game 22 points and four assists uh karis lavert went off for the nets with 27 points um, the Spurs didn't play any of their starters in the fourth, and, and they continue to have that issue that me and Josh talked about, which was the, the, the high turnovers. And so they had 24 turnovers in this game. And again, you know, they're adapting to having a brand new lineup, a starting lineup with, you know, with Lonnie Walker in there, with Derek White in there, uh, and then DeRozan at the four and Jacoperto at the five. So, so it, it's an adjustment for them. But then things looked a lot better on Tuesday. Uh, this has been their best game of the scrimmage, uh, even according to Coach Will Hardy. Um, they, they got a win on Tuesday against the Indiana Pacers, 118-111. Rudy Gay went off um, off the bench with 23 points. Then Keldon Johnson followed him as well off the bench with 21 points. Uh, they had some really, really good defense, especially in the paint. Um, the Nets only shot 47%. Uh, and they also, the Spurs, they they, um, they really controlled their offense a lot better with just 12 turnovers. So, so me and Josh talked about that where, where, where we were like, you know, if this happens 20-plus turnovers all the time, well, then that's something concerning. But we know that the Spurs before this pandemic were the best team in ball control, and they showed that with just 12 turnovers. So, Mike, just give me your initial takeaways from from these last two games. I thought it was really cool to see, you know, especially with the lineups that they're playing with and that they're not, like, um, just sticking with the same lineups they had when, you know, I guess, you know, aside from Aldridge or whatever, uh, when the season um, stopped and and 
playing with uh, I know people have been wanting to see DJ and Derek White in, in the backcourt together and more Lonnie Walker and, and Lonnie has proven that you know he's he you know he's deserving a role Derek had two really good games and he struggled the last game but then he um he's, he was still a positive and plus minus um you know there's been flashes from DeJounte as well so I like that. It, it's, it's been interesting. I mean, the only really one that, that struggled a little bit was, seems to be DeMar DeRozan, but he's also seems like trying to make sure that the younger guys get theirs as well. So uh, I like what I'm saying. It's been fun to see the young guys uh, go out there and get some serious minutes and sing what they're capable of. Yeah, and, you know, something that you just mentioned there, which was what, what I feel as well, is it's actually way more exciting, I think. You know, we know that, the odds are very, you know, tough for them to actually make the playoffs. But even if they don't make the playoffs, like this is like a really going to be a, a fun eight games. Just because, like you mentioned, Mike, the, the kind of different lineups we finally get to see, and, and just just seeing what these young guys could do together, and you know, this could be a projection of what the team's going to look like next season. So, so that's that's what's actually really fun. That even if they don't make the playoffs, you know, because again, the, the odds are stacked against them, it's still going to be a fun time to watch. You know, the kind of lineups that they're putting out there, and these young guys get more playing time um, together and see see what they can do together. All right, so let's really dig in here on the starting lineup. Because this looks like, I mean, three games in now, it looks like this is going to be the lineup to start this, um, this, uh, these eight seeding games. So again, they have, um, they have three really good defensive players out on the wing. They have Dejounte Murray, Lonnie Walker, Derek White. They're all finally playing together in the, start, in the starting lineup. They do have Demar Derozan there. So if you're looking at a liability on defense, it might be him. Um, and then, like you mentioned, Mike, the first two games he struggled to kind of find his way on the offense, uh, considering he doesn't provide any spacing. Teams kind of back off. But in the third game against Indiana, he got going. He had 17 points, I believe. And then Jakob Pertl, of course, is a very consistent presence on both offense and defense for the Spurs at the five. So, so let's talk about the starting lineup um, here that, that we're expecting to start these uh, eight seeding games. Um, the, the Spurs coaching staff, you know, Mitch Johnson, uh, Becky Hammond, and Will Hardy, in their post-game interviews, they've all said that the team does want to see what these three guys can do together when we're talking about Murray, Lonnie, and, and Derek White. They do want to give them extended minutes. Now, again, we'll see what, what Coach Pop does. I know that he's been harping on, um, um, you know, development more so. Uh, as, as these games go on, but like somebody had asked me the other day on Twitter, you know, is Lonnie going to get like 30 plus minutes? I was like, when when Pop's in charge, you never know when Pop, you know how he might just yank a guy if he makes a turnover or, you know, miss, misses a read on defense. So we can't guarantee, I mean, I think they'll start for sure, but, you know, as far as their minutes go, it's going to be a teaching lesson from Pop all the time. So, Mike, let's look at some progress they made. So against the Bucks, um, they got the starters, when we're just looking at starting units, they got outscored by eight. I mean, that's the Bucks. They're the, they're the best team uh, in, the, in the Eastern Conference. They're, they're a title favorite this year. But then against the Nets, they were a plus one. The Spurs at starters outscore the Nets. And then against the Pacers, they were a plus five. So we're starting to see that they're starting to, to be a little bit more positive. Now, again, it's only two games. Overall, their, 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 their plus minus is a, is a minus two in these three games in terms of starting lineups. Uh, so just kind of give me give me your initial thoughts on, these, on this starting lineup. Yeah, I mean, I, I like what I see because, <clears throat> especially with the three we talked about, because uh, they're young guys and they they have a lot of like flexibility. It seems like with them because uh, all three of them can can create or can can you know get the offense going. We saw a little bit more of that with Lonnie uh, so far and these uh, scrimmages is that he can also you know uh, set up the offense and pass the ball and things like that. So we're starting to see more of that. They're definitely capable to, uh, defenders, and I think when you get like on a uh, some crazy fast break or something. I mean, that's when it's going to get really exciting just because they're all, they all have, uh, you know, speed and athleticism and, and you know, just, just, uh, I just feel like uh, seeing, seeing, I want to see how they would gel together, I guess. And, and it seems like they, 
I mean, I, I know that DeJounte and, and Lonnie are always, it seems like they probably work out together and stuff like that. And But it just, it just I think, it gives the Spurs a lot of flexibility. I mean, Derek seems like probably the best, best defender out of all of them. And, and he had this one game where he um, really played well. And he's probably, you know, of, of all of them, he seems like he's like the most ready to, to make an impact. But... Uh, it, it like I said, it was just fun, and then you know, you, you know, you got you got to have that guy like Jakob back there, especially when you have traditional bigs um, against other teams that don't have those bigs. I mean, you can mess around with the lineup a little bit more if we've seen some crazy stuff so far. But um, they have the players now where they they're not so stuck in one way where they now they can actually do some things um, to take advantage of offensively, and then also to be able to match up defensively. Yeah, for sure. And like um, one thing I noted was. Uh... Like like they they have now they have on the floor in the starting line they have three ball handlers guys that can kind of create like like you mentioned Lonnie does a little bit of that but they have in the in terms of the half court like running a pick and roll they have Dejounte Murray they have Derek White they have Demar Derozan uh, I think that the two players to watch here are Demar and and Murray in terms of they're gonna have like Demar you know it's gonna be tough for him because he doesn't shoot three so he, so we're gonna have to really watch out what he does whenever he doesn't have the ball but I I did look up the data prior to the pandemic and Murray was actually making his wide open threes and even just his overall threes but again the defense doesn't respect that shot so he's really when we get down to these eight seeding games he actually needs to actually start making those shots to make the defense pay whatever they back up um back up off of him so that way the, these other guys have more room to create I, I noted that Lonnie Walker's you know getting a lot he's getting like almost consistently one a corner three or two corner threes a game that shot's going to be there for him again him and Derek White are probably their two reliable three-point shooters in this in this um, group and then uh, Jakob Pertl again just a very steady presence can, can run the pick and roll for you can get offensive boards and then on defense of course provides a presence there in the paint um, so again you know I, I'm just really eager to see what this looks like um, you know especially I really hope they don't change this lineup after five games I mean I want to see it at least five games a minimum because that's yeah, where we're going to get better data we're going to get like from the NBA we're going to get the um, you know the really good data right now it's just been you know very very, very um, basic box score type data, but we'll actually get like the advanced metrics once some um, these games mm-hmm. get played. And so again, it'll be a good projection of what this team might look like uh, next year. And, and you know, it's it was only one game, but even their defense at the rim, like I said, against Indiana looked pretty good. So I'm, I'm really eager to, to see what this starting lineup can do. Yeah, uh, let's move. One thing real quick about about DJ that I noticed uh, one one bit of I don't know if this is like just growth or what, but you know before especially early in his career and, and they, he. Obviously, he's got speed and athleticism, and so he'd race down the floor and sometimes it'd be like head full of steam and would not know what to do. And, you know, he would do over penetrate or just, you know, get to an uh, offensive foul situation. It seems like now he's like attacking and he knows angles better and he's attacking like uh, in a smart way, like almost with patience. Like he's, he's actually seeing what's being given to him and then he's attacking, you know, uh, where, where he's using advantage. So I, I like seeing that out of him. Uh, in a few of these games, and so I think that's going to be important, especially with a guy like that, that he's just not uh, relying just on speed and athleticism and bowling people over. For sure, and uh, you know that's what you just mentioned there. That's something that I've, I've kind of noticed in these um, these created points videos that I've been making. Sometimes it's not the guy that you know that's the feature player of the video. It's actually DJ who's who's actually creating a lot of those possessions in the half court, and that goes to what you just said, how how he's being a little bit more patient and and really seeing the floor a lot better in his decision making. 
Um, let's talk about the next player, Mike. That's been, that's been a you know he's he's done a really good job here in these first three scrimmage games, and that's Keldon Johnson, uh, the rookie. You know, from this year, he was already starting to get playing time uh, right before the pandemic. You know, and and the thing that he the reason why he's going to start getting playing time ahead of a lot of other players is because again he's defense first. You know, Pop really really likes that. He's he's a he's a very energetic player. Really, um, you know, makes defense his priority first, and then of course his offense comes. But you know, he's already he's starting to show a lot on offense um, in these in these first three games that we've seen. So one thing I've noted is that like with the second unit that he's usually part of, he's normally like the only guy who can be the playmaker out on the wing. So he's flanked usually by uh, Bryn Forbes and Marco Bellinelli, again, two outside shooters, or he has Rudy Gay there too. Uh, uh, playing play with him and um, Drew Eubanks, so again he's he's kind of having to to be more of that playmaker and try to and he's really aggressive in his shot selection and in terms of really really just attacking the rim. He doesn't try to take mid range jumpers. He, he he's hesitant to shoot the three, but again he's going to try to attack first. That's his mindset. And he and he and he did a really good job in that game against Indiana, like I mentioned. Um, and then of course he's just uh, his defense is just all over the place where he's he's creating havoc. Uh, he's forcing steals. He's he's helping out on defense. And then of course that gets him going on the break. I had just made a recent video where he had that twenty one points, and a lot of those possessions were just him on the break where he where the team creates some some um, some, some play on defense, and then and then uh, Keldon Johnson just takes takes over on in the open court and scores. Uh, what have you thought about Keldon and his opportunity here? Yeah, he's been the one that's really jumped off the page. For me, and I think for a lot of people, a lot of people are really excited about him. And I think they they were like to start the season, but it was probably a little a little soon. And I think some of the time, you know, and Austin has helped him. Uh, and and j- just getting you know that time with, with with the staff and things like that. And actually now you know I guess all that time with the um, pandemic and, and working closer to the team and things like that has kind of helped him out because he he seems like you know like like definitely an improved player and showing me more than you know I think I expected I mean he always seemed like a guy that would that had the potential to become a really good defense player but he's making like so many good defense plays and he's playing defense smart like a lot of a lot of times rookies will come in and they'll jump at every like shot attempt and he isn't really doing that he's kind of like staying on his feet and just making sure that he's uh you know you know, he's not allowing them to penetrate or, or you know, like I said, pump, 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 or anything like that. Uh, I like that. I mean, yeah, the the whole um, the distribution kind of surprised me because that's part I didn't expect at all. Uh, you know, I think he had like three assists and then just, just seeing him um, on the break and things like that has, has been cool. And then just the body control and it, it's there's a lot to like there. Um don't mean you know allow I, I would say this first time allow him to continue to develop and work and stuff like that and don't try to rush him too much but yeah. i'm liking what i'm what i'm seeing so far and uh i think it's especially for first time there's a lot to be excited about for sure and like i said like there's like a lot of opportunity for him with this lineup that he's playing with in the second unit because again he's flanked by three-point shooters and aside from rudy gay he's the only one who really has uh, the potential to create out on that second unit. And I am interested to see, like, let's say that they get, you know, within three or four games, they get knocked out of the actual playoff picture, you know, officially eliminated. I do wonder if the coaching staff will start maybe running some half-court plays for him just to see what he can do with the ball, you know, running some pick and roll or becoming one of the main options because they're, they're not doing that for him yet. You know, he's just, he's, everything he's creating right now is just more him, you know, you know just reading, re- 
reading reading the game and making plays like you mentioned, Mike, out on the break and stuff. So I am interested if um, you know down the line in these eight games if uh, if they do give him some opportunity to actually become the real playmaker and see what he can do with that. You know, considering he is a young guy and that's kind of one of those transitions we saw early on. Um, you know, you know, uh, to go back to Kawhi Leonard when he was a younger player, it, it took a very long ter- time for the Spurs to eventually start giving him some plays and and seeing what he can do on offense. Uh, you know, as he started making that transition. Uh, let's go to the second guy uh, that's been that's going to have a better opportunity, I think, um, off the bench to, to kind of revitalize his game and, and really just the team's going to depend on him a lot more, and that's Rudy Gay. You know, like I mentioned with, with um, it's just really him and Keldon who are the two creators off this bench unit, it looks like right now, and Rudy's making the most of that, as we saw in this re- most recent game where he had 23 points and five assists. Uh, you know, like I mentioned, you know, he, he's, he's the guy who can create from the post-ups, you know, if, if he needs to. Um, he can take a, a player one-on-one and try to work there. And he's also been playing some small ball five, like which is something we had talked about prior uh, that, that we were expecting that in some of these lineups he's going to have to be a small ball five. What do you think about Rudy and, and this kind of like fresh um, start for him in, in these eight seeding games? You know, the thing about <clears throat> about players like, like Rudy is I think I tweeted at one time, it's going to be weird to see, like, uh, it's crazy that Rudy's got 14 first half points, and, like, we're still seeing the Rudy slander out there, but uh, it, I, I try never to judge players based on, like, uh, you know, like, scoring too much, just because based on, like, you know, obviously that it's, it's either going to go in or out, right? That's the chance, and so I like to see what else they're doing on the floor, and, and just for to see him... Um, and that he's able to both distribute and, you know, play five. I mean, that, that gives them a lot of, again, like I talked about earlier, a lot of flexibility when they go to the bench. And, and, and especially, you know, if they need to introduce some different lineups, it's nice to see that. I mean, looking at your own chart, he had 23 points, but then he ended up creating 34 total. And that was, uh, especially off the bench with, uh, with Keldon and some of those other guys, that was really good to see. So, um, I, I you know, he's definitely going to have more responsibility, and, and he's uh, he's a vet, and so it'll be interesting to see how they continue to use him uh, throughout the rest of these, I guess, seeding games. But, you know, I liked what I saw, and I think, you know, obviously he's a, a smart guy, and he's been in the league for so long, so he's going to, you know, make the right plays and, and make the, the right decisions. So uh, it's good to have him. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, you know, we'll see how, how he handles that along with Kelton. Um, you know, Bryn Forbes didn't play in that third game, but he, yeah. he pretty much played the first two. So we, we do expect that's going to kind of be the rotation off the bench, which will be um, Kelton Johnson, Rudy Gay, Bryn Forbes, Marco Bellinelli's been playing a lot. And then also Drew Eubanks. Do you have any comments on, on Eubanks? Uh, I, I know that he's not really in our, in our players to talk about, but he's been having some really good defensive plays at the rim. Yeah, um, uh Drew surprised me because I've always been one that's, you know, I've, I've always been kind of like a, you know, She's probably always going to be like a G League level player, but he's made some plays in those scrimmages that have really surprised me and some blocks that I didn't expect. I mean, we saw that first like crazy dunk that he made. I mean, he's like out there like on a pogo stick all the time. So I mean, he's just like, he's got like a great motor. And so I, I like seeing that because, I mean, he's always going to try to, you know, make a, an impact uh, on defense. So... As long as he continues to that, especially since they have some marks out and they have Lyles out, um, there's definitely an opportunity for him. Uh, and we really haven't seen, jeez, um, I cannot remember the, the, name, the name of the guy that they signed. And oh, so Tyler Zeller, sure. yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I'm not sure how much he's going to play. But yeah. obviously they, they feel comfortable with, with Drew out there. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's that's been nice to see from him so far. And, and we'll see what he does with that uh, opportunity. 
Yeah, like I really believe, like you know, until they get officially eliminated from the playoffs, they're, this is going to be like their competitive group. Like these ten guys that we that we've talked about, um, and and it gives a good opportunity. Like you mentioned, Drew Eubanks there. You know, he's going to be a, a free agent this coming summer. I think a restricted free agent if the Spurs tender him a call. Find off. You got Bryn Forbes going to be an unrestricted free agent. You have uh, Marco Bellinelli going to be a free agent. So you know, a lot of these guys uh, do have. You know, they they really they they want to put put up, put forth their best performance, especially if they're going to get the opportunity. I know one guy we we haven't seen at all is Patty Mills. And um, you know it's uh, you know he pop 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 made a quote a quote about um you know him being like the, like the, like the Manu version of just like you know he's getting older you know it takes it takes a little bit more time for him to be ready so I don't know uh, just yet if he's if they're gonna if they're gonna play him in, in these um eight seeding games but we'll see uh you know what, what's gonna happen with Patty Mills because you know we forgot about him and he and he will be a part of this rotation so someone one of these bench guys that we've talked about they're gonna lose the minutes if, if uh, Patty starts playing as well so so we'll see what happens with Patty but yeah uh and, and then as far as some of the younger players down the uh, down the line um like like Chemezi Metu Luke. Samanich, and then, like you mentioned, just an older vet and Tyler Zeller. We may see those guys if the team officially gets eliminated. Like I said, I think that once we know that they're actually out, that's when we might see some, some of them even more development from these younger players um, on the roster, even like somebody like Quindary Weatherspoon. So, you know, we'll kind of watch what happens. And for now, I mean, like I said, they, they're trending. It's only two games, obviously. We can't, it can't be, you know, and they're only scrimmage games. But again, they were trending in the right direction as, as they were getting ready to head into these eight seeding games. So we'll just see what happens. And that's what Rudy Gay said was that their goal right now is just to win every game that's in front of them. That's That's just what their goal is. You know, they're not looking at, you know, certain kind of record so um let, let's go let's go to plug some things that we have a project spurs before we, we end this episode mike uh if you go over to project spurs we've been i've been creating these um these videos called created points videos so the, the latest ones are on Derek white and kelton johnson if you want to check those out i'll be doing those for um different players throughout this restart for the eight seeding games uh steven steven anderson's back to riding um he's, he's covering every game that once the, the conclusion of the game he has his recaps going uh, we also have the Spurs restart shot location box score. So if you want to follow along live during a game, uh, I'm updating that. If uh, if you want to see some really cool shot location stats, and like Mike mentioned there, the assist the assist data that comes with it. Uh, um, Rob Trejo Jr. is um, providing um, different film room videos. So his latest one is on Kelton Johnson's defense against the Nets. Make sure you check that out. Um, Josh Paredes uh, has his latest piece called um, Ranking Every International Spur Ever. Again, by Josh. So if you want to check that out. And then Benjamin Bornstein, uh, he, last week he had released Redrafting the Spurs of the 2000s Part 1, his, his series. And then actually today on Wednesday, Part 2 went up as well. So, again, there's a lot, of, a lot going on at Project Spurs. Our whole staff, you know, obviously the games are coming back. So we're gonna, you're going to be seeing a lot more uh, on, on the site. So make sure you're keeping up with ProjectSpurs.com. Uh, thanks again to Mike for, for joining me here on the Spurs cast. Thanks also to Mike for producing this episode. From all of us at Project Spurs, stay safe and have a great day. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.